Bubba Dog with Chancy and Chi, and boy oh boy do we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, but it's, it's cocktail week, baby. It's cocktail week, but man, it always gives me anxiety. This week doesn't matter what state we're in, especially coming off of this week. Uh, this is just, there's a lot happening this week, and my heart is not ready for this. I'm just <laughs> not, I'm not there. I, I can't. I can't get there emotionally. I've been wrecked. It's just, oh, this is not a good week for me, man. We got an well, election. You, this is just, yeah. this is rough. That's what I say. You and I were just talking about it. We're trying to record this thing the day before the election. So whenever you hear this, it will be either on the election day or after. And uh, yeah, so we got some very momentous uh, uh, things that are going to be happening this week. And um, I'm just hoping, uh, just hoping that we can get to Saturday and, and, and take care of, care of business on Saturday. Chance, I, uh, you know, you and I talked about it beforehand, and obviously we wanted to make sure we covered it early. Uh, but so for all of you that don't know, and most of you probably do, Richard LeCount was in a accident on Saturday night. We had a just a butt ton of of bad news on Saturday. <laughs> Injuries galore we did not think i thought after the clock was on zeros i thought we were done with the injuries but uh and i'm just saying that in, in just a little bit because it seems to be that richie is okay there was no real serious injuries but he was uh in a minor accident he was on a run a dirt bike and i think he had a head-on collision with a car or maybe the car was turning left and he ran into the car uh so uh apparently he was very very uh fortunate to walk away with just a concussion and a bruised rib but they did admit him to the ICU and we I don't know if you saw this but earlier today he was actually moved to a normal room so which is all good uh but uh Chancey I at one point at one point do you have to say hey don't don't ride in anything with two wheels well and, and also sounds like it was happening at night and I'm just like god bless it guys I'm just please be safe it's this is, yeah this is not the season to be doing things uh it's Halloween on a, a full moon on Halloween. Oh my God, this is just—it <laughs> was awful. Um, but I, like, like you're saying, we just when you hear about it, I mean, the initial report was like he was in an accident, but he's okay. So you're thinking, oh, it was something. You didn't get much on Saturday night. It was just kind of like an initial report, and then you find out he was on a bike, and he got, hit, and then it was it was a car turning, and they didn't see him coming, or they didn't. He had the right of way or whatever it was, and then he just hits him head on. I mean, gosh, you can be in a it could have been awful. I mean, just terrible. So we're just we're happy he's all right, and hopefully we're going to have a have a speedy recovery, and he's going to be okay. But uh, he was one of of many, uh, especially yeah. that 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 went down on on Saturday. Do, do you have a good? I was going to say crazy thing, uh, side story about that. I was over at my brother's house out in uh, Oconee County, and uh, Kid Anna had just got off work, and she was actually on the way to Oconee County about about 6 30 6 40 and uh she she went by or down uh, make by making highway that way and so she literally was like she she turned right on the making highway and to the left she's like man she's like i saw a bunch of ambulances and police cars and lo and behold that was exactly where it was so she kind of saw some of the aftermath and obviously i don't i haven't seen any reports about there because there was two other cars that were involved so obviously Hopefully everything's okay with them. I have not seen what all the, the extent of their injuries might be or not, but obviously we're praying for them. But yeah, it was just uh, from from the sound of it, it sounded like it, it looked like 
it was not exactly a very good situation for for all involved. So anyway, uh, just thought it was crazy that she happened to be turning like right after that happened. Um, as far as an injury report during the game, it is long and uh, not fun to walk through. But we did have a couple guys that just got a little banged up, and we had a couple guys that had some pretty serious injuries. Uh, I'll just kind of run through it real quick. The biggest one is you and I talked about Jordan Davis, number 99, uh, big boy, defensive lineman, defensive tackle. He uh, apparently he he injured his elbow. I don't know if he what was it? Did, did he chip his his elbow or something like that? I don't know what crack it or something. Yeah, I haven't seen what I haven't seen what came out officially, but hearing some things that multiple weeks. Kirby today he said he's day to day, so we don't really know what's going on with him. Yeah. The initial assessment, I mean, the first thing that I saw was that he was going to be out for multiple weeks, and so I was not expecting him to be back very uh, early. But sounds like sounds like uh, it's a little bit more hopeful from Kirby here, so that's a good thing. Uh, so JD99 and then J- Julian Rochester, unfortunately, in his, gosh, what, sixth year that he's been here, fifth or sixth year, unfortunately his season ends on a uh, ACL tear, uh, so just a terrible situation for him. Um, obviously – because of the situation this year with the coronavirus and the eligibility thing, if he wanted to, he could come back next year, <laughs> which is just wild. Because he played, gosh, he played, was it 2015 or 2016 that he played in? I mean, he's been here for a long time. And so, I mean, we hope the best for him. That just it's a terrible way to, to end your season. Uh, then we had a few guys that just got more or less banged up. Quay Walker, I think he had a concussion, but they have it uh, listed as undisclosed. Ben Cleveland had a neck injury. We had a couple guys with a neck injury, I think. I thought that I thought that Seams was, but apparently it's listed as an ankle. Um, Tyreek as well. Maybe Tyreek was the one I was thinking about. Um, so we had like Tyreek on the defense. Quay Walker, Tyreek, Seen went out. Obviously, the LeCount injury, and then Jordan Davis and uh, Julian Rochester. Seen, I think, is going to be able to be good to go. Tyreek's going to be good to go, I think. Quay probably as well. Um, I really want Ben to be back. I hope he's okay. Obviously, I hope all these guys are okay. But uh, whenever Warren got in there, gosh, it was like the first or second play he was in there. He let he almost let Stetson get destroyed, uh, and that was – I, I, do you remember that play where he threw the ball down the sideline to, to Darnell? He kind of lofted it up. I mean, Warren was like, ole, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so, not not great. Before the game, we we did not have Pickens, uh, Kenny McIntosh. They did not travel with the team. They're uh, hopeful that they're going to be able to go. And then uh, Matt Landers as well. And I, I'm not trying to be mean here, but I did not notice that he was not there. Uh, it was not it was not the talk of the town (laughs) no no so anyway i hope that that's the extent of our our injury update here uh and uh yeah i we got to see because of jordan davis though we got to see a bunch of young guys come in i mean tramel walthor uh nazir stackhouse got some playing time Jalen carter got a good some good playing time as well so it's uh not all bad got some good experience there but the biggest and by far the most impact in my opinion on that list is is jordan davis so oh yeah well and we're gonna talk about why that's the the case but for sure he him being out is just from a leadership perspective the guy is just a force on our team and he is such a presence i mean when 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 he walks out on the field uh you you know it and 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 the other team knows it and then they know that he's going to be 
he's going to be hard to stop. And Florida's going to try to take advantage of that. And we just, like I said, we're we're going to get to that. But uh, before we start talking about the cocktail party, we got to talk about uh, what we had to live through this weekend to get to that. So just give me some initial thoughts. Where where is your where's your head at? I uh. <clears throat> My head wasn't in a good place on Saturday, Chance. I mean, first of all, let's just make a uh, note here. I mean, how long did the game last? I I thought it was about two and a half hours. I mean, it was a very short game. The first half was over almost exactly at an hour. It was just a little over an hour. And I was, uh, another side note, I was trying to make some chicken nachos on the grill. (laughs) And darn if I literally was doing all that and the the first half was over before I got them done. (laughs) So I was like, well... And me and my brother were sitting there watching the game together. I said, well, I mean, you know, guess we get to enjoy the nachos during halftime, you know. But anyway, uh, Chancey, I, the biggest thing that I can take away from that game is, one, we've got to get better get better QB play. I mean, if you're a Georgia fan or, hell, if you're, even if you're, you're not even a Georgia fan, everybody who's been watching our games has noticed that, gosh, what are we missing on our offense? <clears throat> now, I will say that. And then I also say this: We're not getting the best offensive line play here lately. And I know we played Alabama, but then you know Alabama has a they have a decent defensive line. And then we play Kentucky, who has an underrated defense, but they still gave up like forty something points to Ole Miss, right? So you're not like you're not expecting you know too much trouble with it. <clears throat> and at first we were running the ball well. I mean everything was fine. Number 22 got some carries. Zeus had a hell of a day. I was very excited for him. So I was excited to see him take that next step, especially with Kenny McIntosh not being there. But then we just stalled out. And then, obviously, very inopportune turnovers. We're on their 10-yard line, throw the batted interception, which is another conversation in and of itself. And then we get the fumble recovery later in the game. Monty Rice had a hell of a play, stripped, stripped the uh, Joey Gatewood, and then, next thing you know, we got some miscommunication between the receiver. Kirby said that Stetson was trying to throw the ball out of bounds. I don't know if that that's probably just coach speak. He's going to defend his quarterback. But there was miscommunication there. And Marcus Rosemead, true freshman, uh, you know, he stopped on his route. I don't know if he thought that he was just going to – he needed to stop and sit where he was or what. But anyway, throw an interception right after the fumble. So, I mean, you're talking about – and then we missed a field goal before the end of the half that was a crappy snap and hold I don't know if that's on Camardo or the snapper but it looked like it was a low snap and I just I mean I'm sitting there at halftime thinking okay we probably left at least at least 10 points on the board I mean on the field and then on top of that our defense looked super stout at the beginning and then all of a sudden number 24 I mean I'll give him props I think his name is Chris Rodriguez he was running all over us. I feel like anytime we come up against a really hard running running back, they get yards. He got over 100 yards against us, given I think they only had a total of like 225 yards on the on the day, the entire team. But still, I I mean they were there was a point where they were moving at will, and then they controlled the clock, had that 10 and a half minute drive. I mean you can't we can't let people do that. I mean Florida's not going to do that, which is, so that's not that big of an issue. We want to do that to Florida, though. So, anyway, uh, Chance, that's my, my initial thoughts there. I'm sorry I, I, I kind of went on there for a little bit. What you, what what were your thoughts as well? 
No, I was having a great time. You were covering, <laughs> you were covering it very well. I just have, I've, I've just been thinking about like, what in the world can we do better here, and, and what? Oh, well, also, it was just like, what the hell happened? <laughs> well, so well, anyway. and what, and one, and we didn't really talk about this, but you covered it. If you give Kentucky momentum, you just don't have many shots. Mm-hmm. You, you don't get many chances. You, you only get a handful of tries, and I mean, you're only talking about one, you're only talking about maybe a couple of tries, a couple of drives a quarter, and then. Uh, and you said they had that ten minute long drive, and you just forget about it because it takes so long. My my th- my thought was the whole time is we uh, Rodriguez was able to run the ball effectively. The the thing that worries me is we knew he was going to run the ball. Right. I mean that that's the whole thing. That's their offense, as you saw. And and with Gatewood in, they threw the ball a little bit more. He had about, I think he had ninety one yards uh, yeah, passing. That's right. Yeah, and. Uh, and he didn't look half bad, but but we were able to put pressure on him. We were able to get after him and and get and get to the quarterback. But when it came to running the ball, Rodriguez was able to go and and but the guy, like you said, the guy was running hard and all, their offensive line was playing well. We lost Jordan Davis. I mean, we were, we were getting our guys were dropping like flies out there, and so you have to really you have to really overcorrect, and you're not expecting to lose that many guys. And we didn't really. I don't think we handled that uh, very well, but we kept them three points. We called some turnovers. The guys, I mean, I think overall the defense played well to hold them mm-hmm. and they keep those guys from scoring when they got into those kinds of positions. But Kentucky, too, I mean, they get to the end of the game. They're only down by 11, and it just looked like they were playing a scrimmage. I mean, it was they just, weird. They, it was weird. There was no sense of urgency. They were every play clock was getting down to like 10, 15 seconds. I'm just like, yeah. what is going on? And I'm just like, I mean, heck, you, Stoops, keep at it, man. Just keep doing your thing. But I just felt Kentucky is just not built to be able to do that. And I don't know, I don't know what's going on with them. But anyway, when looking at us, <laughs> that's a great point. I've, I kind of have forgotten about that. I, was I mean, like, they just they just stopped on that last drive. Yeah, I mean, and, and we we did not. And I truly felt like game should have been game should have at least been twenty four. Like you said, left ten points on the board. I was really thinking. I, I thought it should have been twenty eight to three. I mean, I really think we should have had two more touchdowns. The way we were moving the ball, mm-hmm. except when we got those intercept, we got those turnovers. Um. Running the ball, I thought we did great. Uh, I thought we were we were doing well. We we really did when we were doing that and we were sticking to that. We controlled the game. We controlled the the momentum. Our, our guys, Zeus had a hell of a day. I mean, the guy was just yeah. He was following his tackle or he's following his uh, his blocker. He was being very patient, and then he was exploding whenever he got his chance and uh, really just gashing them play after play, and. Uh, Milton played well. Uh, uh, Cook had a few good runs in there too, and obviously had another uh, deep ball catch that he caught on his hip and uh, led, really... led the team. Yeah, in, uh, I mean, receiving. I mean, he... not that we threw it a lot, we threw it thirteen times, but still. And, well, and then we didn't. Yeah, we didn't really do much with that anyway. Too, we threw more to them than to us. But <laughs> the but you mentioned the quarterback play. Something that something that's happened, and we talked about it. You play the hot hand. Uh, which is what we've done, and I don't disagree with leaving Stetson as the quarterback to where we've been to now. On paper, we have been protecting the ball. On paper. Yeah. 
you go for the first three games, the guy wins you three games, you win them handily. I mean, you're you're doing the you're doing the job that you need to do. We get to Alabama, and we talked about it last week. Get to Alabama and just get overpowered. Their offense is too great. We have those batted balls, all that kind of stuff. We just it wasn't our day. Then you go into Kentucky this week, and we just just had some poor choices. I mean, he just there were some there were some opportunities there. I just I, I was not happy with the the decisions he was making. I mean, yeah. and and like you talked about, that one interception was a miscommunication. You don't know who to blame that on, but I mean, other there was other problems with that, that I just felt like I did, it finally the, the luck ran out, if you will. I mean, yeah. that, that's really that's really what it comes down to. And so, like you said, we we can't take this to the next level if we don't have that play. And then I'm going to back that up and say, I still don't know. Everybody is just saying. Why are we holding on to JT? Why aren't we letting JT play? I just really, really, really hope it's he still just hasn't been ready to go. Yeah. But I think, but I think now with what we're hearing about Dewan being frustrated and hearing some stuff about Beck too, either something was said this weekend that said they're making a change and they weren't the guy that was getting called up, or they're just frustrated with how it's being handled and and. And you don't know what's going on in the locker room. You don't know what's being said and, and what's being yep. done. But I'm just not you, – as much as I love Stetson and you love the story, he's not the guy that's going to take us there. No. no. But he might be our only guy. <laughs> I mean, if JT's, not, if JT's not where he needs to be, and I don't know – like I say, Beck, I don't know his status. We haven't even seen him. I, I just – I really hope there's something that's keeping somebody else from coming out on the field. and then, But then you run into the problem, too. Do you want to start a brand-new quarterback going into the George-Florida game? We've seen that before. Time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just both uh, had PTSD at the same time. Let, it, me, it, let me tell you, I was at that game. Did you go to that game? I was also at that game. That, that was a... Uh... One of the I worst experiences walked, of my life. I almost walked up to the top of the stadium and just jumped off. <laughs> <laughs> I've never. I've, it was I, bad. I, I do not leave games early uh, very, very often. I mean, if I do, it's usually like in a cupcake game. Like I'll leave it in the, you know, middle of the fourth quarter. Like you know, with like you know, seven minutes left or five minutes left or something like that. We're playing, you know, Arkansas State or something like that. But I left. I I left that. Florida game, I think halfway through the third quarter, or maybe it was after the after the third quarter, which is like unheard of for me to do. But I was, that was the most frustrating thing I've ever watched in my life, and it just made no sense. I mean, we couldn't do anything. So that is all to say, I pray that we don't try to make some. And 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 now it's different if it's just if it's if this is planned, if this is which is, I mean, you're talking about conspiracy theories. But if this is if this is like a planned situation to where, okay, we think we can get through Kentucky with Stetson, and then play JT against against Florida, and they not see a damn thing about him, then that is like some underwater chess type deal, right? But I don't think that's the case. There's a lot of speculation going on, and you know what happens, like none of the fans don't matter. What we see, we see the end product on Saturdays. 
What we know is nothing. We we see nothing. Kind of like what you were talking about earlier. Like everybody's complaining up in arms about Stetson. Yeah, I mean, we need better QB play about it. But like, do you think we know better about our QB situation than than Kirby Smart and and Munkin do? No, no, not it's a ridiculous thing to think. But if you go read on the on the forums and everything online, everybody else has their opinion, of course, and they're entitled to that. But uh. It's, it's, it's not right, you know? It, it just doesn't make sense. Well, anyway, I do think that at this point, they're just going with who they know is the is the dependable guy, the guy that they think is their best chance to win. And that's how Kirby's always done it. And I know he would love to have gotten JT in there. And I think if he had a chance, if, if I think it's been a health issue with JT. I really do. But I think if he had a chance, like a little bit earlier in the year, like if if his timeline was moved up, and JT was ready, you know, a game or two in the season, and we could have played him against like Tennessee or something, right? Then that's a different story. But if you're trying to bring him in against Florida halfway through the season, and this be the SEC East Championship, essentially, this is not a good time to be trying to play, you know, the experiment game. It's just not. So I, I'm I'm completely with you on that situation. Well, and, and the Munkin's offensive style, the quarterback needs to be somewhat mobile. There's a lot of read options. There's a lot of there's a lot of that. Actually, if you saw on Zeus's touchdown, I didn't really think about. I didn't really see this till I went back and rewatched it. If you look, um, so Stetson scored on that keep on the read option mm-hmm. on that two yard run. If you go back and watch Zeus's touchdown, he goes for the option and then he hands and then he he fakes it. Well. He hands it off of Zeus, but he fakes the tuck well. And the the linebacker that falls down is actually going after Stetson. Yeah. So that's yeah. And, and then Zoot, and so Munkin's offensive scheme it, it kind of needs the quarterback to be a little bit mobile, and that's the that's probably part of this issue with JT is he is not mobile right now. I mean the guy yeah. is the guy is still just coming off. He was not medically cleared until a few just a couple of weeks ago. Right. I mean just because you're medically cleared to play does not mean you're in that in that the best position right now and 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 Stetson is becoming not dependable in the sense of he's becoming a turnover machine yeah and and, we talked about it before the Alabama game we were like at some point his luck's gonna run out and sure enough that next week it did and then not so lucky against Kentucky as well well and you you have to like you said you, you give him the Benefit of the doubt against Alabama, you're going into Tuscaloosa, which is still a, a raucous environment, and mm-hmm. you're playing your biggest game of your life that you may ever play in, and you lay you lay an egg to it to a degree when it comes to those to, to the turnovers, but then this week was just it was too much, and and the fact that we I mean the fact that we like you said, kept them to only to three points, but then we were not able to put up those extra points on the board. I, I don't think we're going to go into Jacksonville lackadaisical for a bit, for a better term, and 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 at the same time, we're going to have to be able to put up points this week. Yeah. I mean, we don't know what shape our defense is going to be in. I think if you give them a week, but we and we haven't talked about it, but. Not getting to practice on Tuesday. We practice some on Monday. We got to turn around and travel again. Mm-hmm. I mean, Florida was at home this past week. They've had multiple weeks to. They got had to get healthy from COVID, but they have not been not been getting hit. Had a couple weeks. Had this game against Missouri, which was 
basically a cakewalk for them and then are going to basically have a short road game to Jacksonville and we've got to turn around and travel again just just a lot on our guys and guys being beat up and and so there's just a lot of there's a lot of factors coming into this that cause me to worry greatly yeah. But, but well, anyway. I've never known you to not worry about the Georgia Florida game anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just just too many bad experiences. I, I think I recall before the uh, 2017 game, which the final score of that game was 42 to seven. I do recall you being, you know, like, "Hey guys, it's Georgia Florida. Anything can happen, man." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know. They ended up that Florida team. What do they end up winning? Like four or five games or something like that. But we. Uh, yeah, you know, we took it to them that year. It it is a weird game. It always is. It's one of those games where now. So chance. I mean, you'll you. I mean, I know you recall this back in 2012. The and I think we had a bye week between them, but we played Kentucky right before we played Florida, and we we played a lackadaisical game like you were talking about. We I think we beat them. The final score was like 29 to 24. So we beat a team by five points, and then we go in to play Florida the next uh, the next game. And they remember they were ranked number two, and that was the the seventeen to nine game. And uh, the, the the money Mitchell Valdosa Valdezzi shout out to the home home, home, home hometown baby. Uh, but yeah, so you go in, and and, and and Georgia has had a history of this. Remember in Van, uh, we played Vanderbilt right before we played Florida in two thousand seven. And we go from barely winning on a last-minute field goal to going in and beating Florida in what was probably the best game of Rick's career, you know. And so it's just it's weird how these things can happen, and you get a little bit more motivation. And I guess you know, in my mind, last week we were talking about how we liked the fact that okay, maybe it is good for us to have a game here before you know before we play Florida. But what we did not realize is that Halloween is not a holiday to screw around with, especially whenever it's a freaking full moon and you get all the bad luck in the world going on and then we get half of our team gets hurt kind of thing. But, you know, initially I did think it would be a good time. I mean, it is, I I do still think having that as like, that's our crutch. We can lean on it. We played like, but last weekend we got all these guys hurt next man up kind of mentality. You got a guy like Chris Smith, who's going to have to come in and play for Richie. And I, I'm hoping that Scene's going to be ready to go because if, if we have both of our starting safeties out, then that's a different story. But if, if Chris Smith came in against Kentucky, and I thought he played very well. I was excited to see what he did. We had been arm tackling the whole freaking day, Richie included. Richie got like the uh, SEC Player of the Year, and I don't mean to talk poorly about him. He's a damn good dog, and obviously hate what happened to him on, on Saturday night. But, I mean, talk about a guy, he had like 11 or, or – 12 tackles on the on the night and gets the sec player of the week or something like that and i thought he played like butt <laughs> i, <laughs> I, I mean, saw that and i didn't know which game they were watching <laughs> yeah i was so confused i was like i was like yeah i mean he made a lot of tackles and and all that but like guy came up gosh there was a one player 24 ran and like busted the ball outside and richie came in and i think he got like two fingers on him and you just can't I don't know what we've heard about Richie and seen their entire career is that they're, you know, guys that are going to come up and lay the lumber kind of thing, and it just hasn't been uh, so much this year. But anyway, I digress. It's just uh, 
We just need Richie. We hope the best for him. I hope you know maybe maybe at some point maybe he'll be back. I don't know, but uh, it remains to be seen on that part. Well, I think I, I have so many thoughts and, and words are words are hard uh, after after a game like this, but we we just really were every phase of the game we were just it was just like we were we were definitely looking to next week i mean it was special teams you talked about the the bobbled snap that was just terrible and uh and the fact that we just kept kentucky from being able to do really anything i think was just from a, a pure talent perspective we just kind of kept them from getting anything going yeah uh but but you can tell we didn't exactly we didn't exactly over scheme for for Kentucky from from an offensive perspective or anything like that. I I really felt like we played conservatively, but when we were running the ball, we were running the ball well. I mean, I, I felt I felt good about that. And if we can carry that part of the game into next week, and hopefully, if if Ben's ready, and maybe we maybe we can get some consistency there with, with running the ball. If we're able, if we're able to do that effectively. It's going to be a different ball game, but, um, but but anyway, I, this week we just got to get past it. I hope you're right. I hope this was just kind of a a game that we looked at and we just said we're looking on to bigger and better things and, and looking on to Florida, which is very very possible. And uh, we just we came out flat footed and and it showed. So I'm hoping we've kind of <laughs> I have have a lot of hopes going into a lot of hopes and, and prayers going into this week that. I'm hoping we've lulled Florida into this false sense of security that we're playing poorly, and then we come out ready to ready to go. Uh, but if history serves me right, I, that, I, I won't. My hope won't come true. <laughs> well, that's that's what I'm saying. That's why I mentioned that earlier. I mean, there's a little bit of a trend there, and I don't I don't really want to buy into it too much. But uh, chance, I guess we'll go ahead and, and jump into the Florida game. I just I will say, you and I mentioned this earlier. We've got a we opened as a five point favorite against Florida this weekend in the just, world's largest outdoor cocktail party. And yeah, let me let me see, let me hear what your thoughts are on that. I don't get that. Like <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand. I I, I mean, it, well, any time that we're we're picked to win in a situation like this, I just always it always gives whether I should be like Vegas is right more often than not, and all this kind of crap i'm just like i don't i don't i literally don't care about any of that and, and right. that's and yeah. I, i'm sometimes i like to see how the the spread moves and, and kind of as stuff goes on throughout the week but i always prefer to be a, a little bit more of in, in an underdog situation going into this and, and, and i don't think these guys are looking too much into that but i just don't know what we have shown to make them Think, I guess from a, I guess defensively they just feel like we're going to be able to to do that. We just haven't been able to put on points to that to that level. I I would think, but I don't know. I I, I guess that's well, why they don't pay me to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it's kind of my similar thoughts, but I also think I mean there's a reason. I mean it's no accident that they gave us a five point uh, or you know gave away five points on our on our lead there, right? So. I I just the way I look at it is that that 
is not it's an it's it's somewhat of an arbitrary situation, but it's not exactly a motivating factor. I don't think either way, but it does give me a little bit of comfort. It does make me think, okay, somebody who's objectively trying to figure out who might win this football game is saying these guys are at least five points better. And now I will say that number has come down pretty pretty good uh, to three three and a half wherever you're looking, depending on where you're looking, but still. I, and which is kind of where I thought it was going to be. I thought we might be favored, but I thought it might be maybe like two and a half, maybe three. So that's about where I thought it might be. And then I uh, just we are using you know I use ESPN for our stats while we're while we're uh, doing this thing right. And uh, I even noticed whenever we were trying to get some research done, the ESPN FPI gave us a 64% chance to win this weekend. And I don't know what the hell they used to figure that out. But, like, even then, it's like, what all, what all statistics? I mean, I'm sure it's just an algorithm with a bunch of different statistics that are all these different variables that are factoring into it. But what is what is going into it to make it where these third parties, essentially, are saying, okay, yeah, Georgia's definitely the fo- better football team here. Because if you watch our offense – and and our luck too. That's another thing, man. We just like there's just certain things that we are just not doing well as far as being fortunate. But what is it about it that's making those people think, oh yeah, yeah, Georgia's better football team? Well, I think it's got. I mean, it's got to be the defense. I mean, I, I, it's got to be our ability to to be able to to try to control uh, teams, and they they must like the matchup from from a defensive perspective to me that's the only thing that I feel like you can and and then also too the way we're running the ball Florida has given up a good bit of yards on the ground and so I I think there's a couple matchups there that they they just may think real highly of but I mean because Florida's playing good special teams and I mean we are too except for this past weekend and uh so I mean I, I don't know I mean honestly I feel like when you get when you're getting into less than a touchdown, and especially under five points, when the, with the spread, it's really just a, it's a it's a toss up at that point. I mean, the, the, at that point, you're to me, it's it's kind of it's kind of hit or miss. And um, but that did kind of catch me off guard. I mean, I, I I gave it two seconds thought, but it just the number was was random. And but like you said, kind of three three and a half. Really, either way to me, would yeah. is, is what makes makes more sense. So. The way the way I think about it is the only the way that it makes sense to me is our defense is a lot better than their defense. Their offense is a lot better than our offense. Is our defense better than their defense? Better than their offense? <laughs> yes, yes. Some Does that make cookie, sense? <laughs> some fortune cookie crap right there. But yes, I did follow. Yeah. So like, is that that margin bigger than? Is our defense marginally better? than uh, their defense a greater margin than their offense is better than our offense so that's that's the only way it makes somewhat sense and that's that's coming straight from this big brain i'm telling you (laughs) (laughs) well then let's then let's then let's do some of this big brain math here uh well not not really well let's not we ain't gonna do the math but let's let's look at the matchups here so let's look at what are you thinking so i guess do you want to start with the good against good, or do you want to start it with the bad against bad? Well, I mean, I think it's good versus bad. 
well, both yeah. ways, but well, yeah, yeah, okay, I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, offense versus our defense. Okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's let's go on the offensive side of the ball here first. Our offense or their offense? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our offense versus their defense. So, to me, this is just my 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 gut my gut feeling. We are we have to approach this game from a it's kind of funny kind of how Kentucky wanted to do it a little bit <laughs> mm-hmm. we we have to really if we can run the ball and run the ball effectively which teams have been able to do against Florida uh, teams have been able to do this and been effective Florida can score very quickly but if we can actually control the game and keep some momentum mm-hmm. have some sustained drives and run the ball well throw when we have to. If we can keep the third between third and five, if we can stay kind of in that third and five and less, yeah, that's where we can get into a rhythm. That's where we can start to have some success, I feel like. And their defense has been letting up some run. I mean, some, some, some yards on the ground. Uh, sorry for the train in the background. I don't know if we can hear I, all that. I didn't know what that sound was. <laughs> that is a train. Um, but if we can get some momentum on the ground if Zeus can kind of maintain that if Kenny's if Kenny's getting back to a better spot and then if we can just let um, if if we can let Milton just give him some more room too and hopefully our offensive line we kind of figure out what we've got going on there I feel like we have some success I feel like we yeah. can get something going we can't we just can't rely on the passing game I mean, I think we can have a couple big plays, get get some balls to our tight end. I mean, we got that Darnell this this past weekend, but just really did not distribute the ball well. Did not get to me. Just there wasn't a lot going on when throwing the ball, so we can't expect that. But Florida, knowing that, is going to stack the box. I mean, they're gonna yeah they're gonna go to stop the run. That's a that's a great point. I I think that. Get if if we can have Kenny Mack back, I think that will be a difference maker, no doubt. You look at the Florida defense; they've got like a couple of guys who, you know, could potentially be big time players, potentially all SEC, and then uh, you know potentially you know guys that are going to play in the NFL. But then beyond that, they really are not a special defense. This is not the Florida defense that we've played, even though over the past like two years, you know. Uh, they had some big time, big time interior defensive linemen and and edge rushers in the past couple of years, and those guys are all gone. So now they have they've got old Brenton Cox, our friend Brenton. Uh, really, really, really hoping that we just shut him down. Uh, and then they've got a couple of, of DBs, Kyrie Elam, and then uh, also Sean Davis are, are pretty good players. But aside from that, there's not a, they're not a real special group. And so I think there's a, a a good chance that what we can do offensively, and, and I was going to say that, you know, obviously this is a big point to me, is that, like you were talking about, if we can do what Kentucky did against us and hold on to the football, time and possession, I think that is huge. If we can convert on those third and shorts, if we can, I mean, and here's the deal, we can run the ball on them. We absolutely can. I mean, and, and, and we can run the ball between the tackles against them. Uh, which is something that we are not used to saying against Florida. So if we can control the football, I just think that, unfortunately, we're in an era of football where Florida is, is doing what you're seeing, same thing Alabama's doing. 
And the same thing LSU did last year, not so much this year. Uh, but the same thing LSU was doing last was doing last year. You know, the same thing that you're seeing from Ohio State. You know, you're, they're they're going to put up points, and it doesn't really matter if you play a whole lot of defense anyway. They're just going to score and score and score over and over. And and Florida is a damn good offense, and we'll get to that in, here in a minute. But yes, I I think there's definitely some weaknesses on this defense that we can take advantage of, and it, and if we can run the ball against them, which I believe we certainly can, then it's really not. It's not too complicated. If we can get the ball, and I think that tight ends are going to be huge in this game. I think Darnell, if we can get him involved, if we get Pickens back, gosh, we need Pickens back. But Pickens will be a difference maker. Darnell needs to get him more involved in the offense. I want him in more involved in the offense, period. Like, not just as a pass catcher, but he's a better blocker than McKitty, in my opinion. I watch McKitty. You want go back and watch that Zeus run where he, he busted open and got a touchdown against Kentucky. Uh, McKitty comes across, I mean, Chancey, I mean, if you're a tight end and you're lined up on the right side and you're in, you know, basically the, the near backfield, right behind the, you know, between the right guard and the right tackle, right? And you're, you're playing a block that's essentially a pulling block into the opposite defensive end. You light that guy up. You destroy him. You make him wish that he never played football, ever. McKitty, although I've liked how he's played, he went over there and just kind of got in his way. And Zeus made a play. Zeus Zeus kind of like stuttered right there and made made enough time. I mean, Zeus almost beat him to the hole. But Zeus kind of like kind of held up for a second. McKitty was did enough and then Zeus hit the hole and thank God he he almost fell over his feet. But thank, thank God. It reminded me of uh, Keith Marshall when how he used to just like run over his feet. Flail about. Yeah. So I I just Things like that. If we, uh, you know, if we can get if we can get the tight ends involved and, and if we can play the short, we don't need to pass down the field. You know what Kentucky did last year? I mean, last week. And I meant to say this earlier. I don't think they made it attempted a single pass past twenty yards down the field. <laughs> so uh, I'm not saying we shouldn't do that. I think we should open it up if need be. But let's get let's get uh let's get old old, old Stetson out of the pocket, man. Let's get him in his comfort zone. What he did poorly last week on that one interception, uh, that first interception, and and like a lot of people want to blame it on he's five eleven. Okay, well, Johnny Manziel was six foot tall. You know Baker Mayfield was six one. You know so it's not exactly just a height thing. Yes, there is a release point situation, but what Stetson did terribly on that play. You go back and watch it. His footwork is awful. He just kind of like he he took the snap. There was no, you know, shuffling. It was just kind of like he was just like moving side to side, did not set his feet, and then threw into the defensive lines, uh, his his line, the, to the quarterback. He threw into him, and and I mean, if you're that short, yes, you got to move around, and you got to make those, you got to create those alleys with your feet, and so basically, you know, he's just not, he just does not have that awareness clicking right now, and. Um, as much as you know, as we saw like earlier in the year, whenever he was you know the mailman and not Stetson Bennett, that's what I want to see, Chancy. I want to see the mailman come to life again. <laughs> I want to see the mailman come back, and and Stetson Bennett, Stetson Bennett is gone forever, and the mailman is here. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I, I agree. I, I, I had a conversation with a couple folks today about um, that play in particular, and it was like. That 
part it was partially due to his height, but he has to know that he has to throw that ball. If he's going to go that route, he has mm-hmm. to throw the ball. Doesn't matter how tall you got to throw the ball over that defender. Like yeah, it's, but or around him or, or right yeah, exactly exactly you got you got to make you got to make that play, and I think mm-hmm. that's what, that's what earlier I was talking about that poor decision making that the mechanics were off. He just he was never in a rhythm. You never right. saw his, like you said his feet were never moving the way you expect them to. He never had any kind of bootlegs, any kind of rollouts, anything to kind of get him in his sweet spot. And, and I think we'll see a little bit. We really didn't open up the playbook much. We kept it pretty. We kept it pretty much in between the lines. We didn't really do much yeah. this past week. And so I think part of that is not wanting to do much before Florida. Um, but I, I think you're going to have to have some some short passes, some screens, some things to get some guys open. Cook, we're, I think we're I've been excited about how we've been using him. I feel like we've been using him a little bit better putting him on some on some linebackers big mismatch I mean I think I'm going to bring up that pass earlier by the way sorry go ahead but yeah but yeah. but yeah but that that we're starting to figure out okay he is he is not between the tackles <laughs> we yeah. finally have figured it out that the guy can be a threat to the outside and um and so I'm excited about how we can start using him but kind of like you said Got to get the tight ends in on this. Got to have some quick passes to those guys, some quick slants over the middle to get some of those third downs, get some of those short yardage situations that we, we, we don't feel comfortable running the ball. But, man, I really feel like if we can get the ball rolling and get, get our get our running backs, get into a rhythm, get those games where we've got three running backs just churning and, and they're all seeing, seeing the field, when we do that, we that's when we get into our sweet spot. Draw those guys in. And then take a take a shot down the field, maybe maybe take a take a shot toward the sideline, and just keep keeping them on their on their feet or on their heels, and, and just gashing them with those six seven yard runs. Man, that's when we're we're in our sweet spot, and I, and I think I think we can do it. I'm just I don't, I don't know, man. I, I just really hope our offensive line is where we where we need them to be um, come this weekend. I, I I tell you one guy that on this line that I have. Uh, and I just have a couple quick comments. One guy on this line that I have not not been disappointed in, but he's just been so hit or miss sometimes is, is Jamari Sawyer. And it just it just really is surprising to me because I remember back when he was being recruited, all these all these guys that do all these recruiting analysts were talking about how he was like the most ready, most NFL ready lineman they had ever seen whenever they're recruiting him. And I mean he's a former five star guy. It's just you know you don't want to throw that kind of stuff around. I mean the guy the guy was still in high school at the time, but still I mean everybody thought that he was going to come in and potentially start his freshman year. Of course it took some time and uh, you know he he needed to be groomed a little bit, but uh, I want to see a little bit more out of Sawyer and and honestly just the entire line in and of itself. So just real quick going back to the James Cook play on the big pass play, so he I I loved everything about that play because. What what they did is they sucked the linebackers in because they play action to Cook on that play. They sucked the linebackers in, and then they went they went pass play, and then all the all the receivers on the left side of the uh, of the field that ran to the across the field and sucked all the defensive backs over to that side, and it was just a beautiful play. And all Cook did was have to run a straight line towards the sideline, <laughs> and I was like. I, and I went back and rewound that a few times. I was like, that was incredible. And that's what I'm saying. Like, 
the Todd Munkin play design is head and shoulders ahead of what we've been used to. It's just honestly, there's just so many different variables that are out of sync because of either injuries or having to, to put in a, a quarterback who we did not anticipate co- having uh, having to put in. Or, you know, we got true freshmen. Even a Jermaine Burton, who's been an incredible asset to this offense. Burton's got a lot of experience now, you know, after, you know, six games or so or whatever. But, I mean, damn if like the guy, the guy's still a true freshman. He still makes those like he. I don't think he knows the playback playbook extremely well. So, you know, that is all to say, we're we're working through all these problems, but the offense can be better than what they've shown lately. No oh, yeah. doubt about that. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the, the the good versus good, if you will, the uh, the the high octane uh, Florida offense versus. Um, the junkyard hate, dogs. Can we just talk about for a second how much we hate them? Oh my god! All right, so let's so quick quick pause. Um, as you guys saw, there was the uh, <laughs> there was a brawl at halftime uh, between Missouri and Florida, which was caused purely by their head coach Dan Mullen is an idiot and he is the worst. <laughs> I despise him. He is like. I'm trying to think. Oh, he's that dude. Do you remember that show? Um, he looks. Oh my God! I can't believe I just thought about this. Did you watch that show Recess when you were a kid? Yeah. Oh, great show. He's the dude. He's the weird nerdy kid with the the hair that's hunched over. That's exactly what he looks like. <laughs> I don't know why that just happened <laughs> in my brain. Pull pull him up. Pull him I'm up. I'm making. I don't know how you. I don't know how you. I don't know how you make. I it don't happen. know. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find this like as quickly as you as you think uh, but, wait oh wait the kid <laughs> he's like hiding in the weeds whatever whatever the kid is but anyway he's he's the he's the one that rats everybody he's, he's out like jealous show. he's like jared jealous of tj oh, yeah 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 all, yeah, all the time yeah, like yeah, he's he's got it's like he like wishes wishes that he's oh we're making a meme about that no <laughs> doubt about it if you're listening to this check the instagram here probably uh either tomorrow or uh Maybe tonight. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what can happen? But anyway, I just thought about that. That's Dan Mullins. Dan Mullins sucks. He is just an. He he's terrible. He and then after he causes this brawl out in the middle of the field, then they all go into the locker room, and then he turns around and comes out and starts pumping the crowd up for a brawl that he caused. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you? What and what kind of? Oh my God! He's a, he he just he talks. Anyway, I just I, I can't stand it, everything about him, and then and then what, what did he he came out dressed up in uh, for the Darth, yeah, Darth, Darth Vader costume, God, and uh, and a, and, a, and a plastic lightsaber in hand. He know? is he is he is the worst. Everything I mean, about everything about he's a, he's a clown. He he everything that he does is is just either a joke or it's just like dude, you could not have handled that as a head coach of, of, of the University of Florida, which is a very sought-after head coaching position. They could have gone after anybody they wanted to. They got Dan Mullen from freaking Mississippi State, the uh, so-called quarterback whisperer, and he's turned you know Kyle Trask into a guy who, uh, I mean, God, I mean, the kid couldn't – he couldn't be more overrated. I mean, yes, they've put up points this year, but he's got – I mean, Kyle Pitts – Kyle Pitts is an incredible player, and I'll just say that right now. Tight end, tight end number eighty-four. He's an incredible player, 
But Trask is he's not special. I mean, when he runs the he's he is a you people talked about how Fromm was a statue. He's he's about he's about the same way. Like he is he can he's got freaking cinder blocks on his feet. So SEC Network posted something and it was kind of joking. Had like Brandon Boykin talking about the game, then it had some Florida guy talking about the game. <laughs> the Florida guy was like, Kyle Trask runs like a tree. <laughs> that's pretty good um no yeah i mean that's the thing he, he's getting he's getting protection and he's able to sit back there and throw to some really good receivers obviously Pitts, possibly the best tight end in the country i mean the guy is just out of his mind 50 50 balls are 100 percent for him i mean the guy is just it's just phenomenal they're not really running the ball they're just it's just your old steve spurrier Throw the ball down the field, send them all down the field, and just get getting after it, kind of kind of offense, and it's working for them. Kyle Pitts has thrown at least four touchdowns every game. I mean, the guy they're putting up they're putting up crazy points, and it's working. Um, and so, for me, like I said, they're not really running the ball, so we have to just we have to obviously make sure that we don't allow them to run the ball. But we've got a defensive backfield that's that's pretty. That's very banged up, obviously, with the news about LeCount and then seeing we're, we're, we're still kind of hit or miss on what's going on there. But to me, what that leads to is we have got to get pressure on Trask. We have yeah. got to be – we've got to get him out of sync. We need to get that tree on the move <laughs> and get him <laughs> out. Like, he, he's not going to be able to make plays with his feet. So, if you get him – if you force him out of the pocket and keep him on his heels – we we've got a good we've got a chance here. I mean, we that's where that's to me where we make the biggest difference. Man, you talking about him trying to move around in the pocket makes me think about that play last year where Jordan Davis was it Jordan Davis and Malik or was it Jordan Davis and Aziz who were chasing after him and and like finally called him for like a fifteen yard sack last year. Uh, you know, one I'm just gonna miss. I'm going to miss JD99 being back there. But what we're going to have to have is that interior rush. A lot of people think, okay, let's attack Florida from the edge, which, like, we will. We absolutely will. But you almost want even more so of an interior rush. Like, you know, we we, we may want to run some stunts with with Channing Tindall and and, uh, maybe even Adam Anderson coming up those those two A-gaps, you know, stuff like that, but then also contain on the outside. So – I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how we attack them, especially considering, you know, we're not going to have Richie. That's that's already been discussed. <clears throat> but we still will have our two best cornerbacks. We'll still have, and Mark Webb. I thought that, I thought that we had not seen a whole lot of Webb, like over the past couple games. He showed up, and then he and then he played really well. And it's almost like, so he's coming in as a, as a nickel guy, and him and Tyreek are kind of. Seven and out. So I guess it was whenever Tyreek got hurt in the, in the Kentucky game. I thought that Mark Webb's been playing pretty well. So it's going to be interesting to see if I mean hell. I mean he might even get in there. He might even get in there as as a safety at some point. You know, depending on what we do with Scene or if Scene's ready to go or whatever. So anyway, um, I think we're going to have to have interior pressure and outside contain, and then uh, you know, but they're going to use their speed because you got. Damian Pierce is not going to be able to run the ball as, as well as you want to, and then you got Tony and and the uh, who's the other receiver that they have yet yeah, the Grimes guy. It's just a bunch of speed guys.
but you can stop Trask. You can stop. You, you can, there's other parts of the game that you can disrupt to keep him from. They're going to get him the ball. He's going to gash us a few times, and you just have to live with that. But you can't allow him to dictate the game and 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 get yards after the catch. I mean, that's that's kind of that you've got to be able to you you can't let him get you can't let anything about him get behind you. And um and so I, I think it's just it's just going to be about being disciplined with him. I mean, you're just going to have to we're going to have to be on it. And um and I I I, I think we'll we'll be it'll be interesting how we design some some blitz schemes. I think we'll, I think we'll get a little creative when it comes to trying to get to Trask. I think we're going to, I think we're going to do some, do some interesting stuff, some stuff we haven't done yet just to, just to throw them off. But the main thing with our defense is we just, they need to have time to rest between drives. And that's something that we've got to do is we've got to keep them off of the field. That was one of the things, that was one of the things that we struggled with against Kentucky is that we had those turnovers, just put your boys back on the field. And it's just a, it's too quick of a turnaround that our guys can't get rest, and, and especially when we got guys dropping like flies. I mean, that's that's a big that's going to have to be a big thing. We're going to have to be able to have some long sustained drives that result in seven points to then give our defense time to remain explosive for all four quarters because we're, we've lost a little bit of depth, and that's always one of our strong suits is when we get into the fourth quarter we're almost if not as good as we were at the first snap of the game just because of how how much depth we have our rotations things like that so so to me getting those sustained drives is really going to be a big deal to make sure that our defense is is able to stay on top of it i completely agree i completely agree and i mean on top of that you know if we can uh just thinking defensively as well if we can keep everybody in front of us, it will be uh, a very helpful thing because, I mean, we've seen – we saw against Alabama when they stretched the field on us, it was not a good situation. And we're going to have some some inexperience back there with Chris Smith. And although I enjoyed watching him play against Kentucky and thought he played pretty darn well, you know, the guy still, still does not have a full year of real, like, great experience under his belt. So I'm, I, I'm just – at this point, it just is really unfortunate <laughs> that we had all these injuries, and that we're coming to a game into a game the best offense besides Alabama that we played all year, you know, and and will play all year, and obviously this is a game that's going that has decided who goes to, to Atlanta for a long time. I don't know, man. I I, I don't feel good. But after talking about it with you, I feel a little bit better about it because I feel like, you know, there is some things that we do very, very well, although there's times where we didn't do it well against Kentucky. You saw we did it really well against Tennessee and Auburn, and we did it really well against Arkansas. So, anyway. I think having played Alabama and playing just probably the best offense in the country is going to play dividends now because we've, we've gotten punched in the mouth by the best. Florida can't punch us any harder than Alabama punched us. I mean, when it comes to the offensive side of the ball, you got guys like Jalen Waddle and, uh, and Derek Smith. Those guys are the elite of the elite, mm-hmm. and so we we played with them. Our defense played with them. We put our defense in bad situations. They put up the points, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, our defense has seen it, and they know what it takes to to beat a, a team like that. And so, 
that is something that I think will help us. At the same time, this is Georgia, Florida, and I don't, I don't feel good at all. That's just, but that's just a personal standpoint. <laughs> I don't either. I, I really, I don't. But I do feel better after talking about it with you, though. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a weird thing. Well, I'm glad I, I'm glad I put up a good front. Yeah, no, it's just it's not so much that I and I know how you are and I know how I am. Like I'm I'm usually a little bit more optimistic about these kind of things and and it's because I hate them so freaking much, right? And you've lived you've you're from South Georgia, so you've been, you know, right down the road from the Florida line and this is the kind of stuff that you grew up with. Like I never went to the Georgia Florida game until I was in high school. I mean, excuse me, high school in in college. So it was a little bit different story. I mean, you grew up go to these games, right? And I'm just like, and I have always hated Florida, but you just have a little bit more of that. Uh, what is it? what is the? Uh, you, you you just got that uh, situation where psychologically you're you're you've been kind of damaged against Florida. <laughs> <laughs> So you mean you mean what you're trying to say is there has been a string of years in my life that I go down to Jacksonville and just get, feel like I've been beat by a like a, by a whip. Yeah. <laughs> For, yeah. <laughs> well, at least once a year. That, yeah. That's what you're talking trying to say. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much what P- PTSD is what I was trying mm-hmm. to get at. But at the same time, it is just man, it's just not a uh, it's just not a fun game right now. Especially since there's there's like no tailgating in the parking lots. Did you see that? They're not yeah. letting anybody park in there. I mean, everybody's going to have to park like hell, man. You couldn't pay me to park like somewhere in some random lot in downtown Jacksonville. I mean, no kidding. I mean, it's just not a uh, not exactly an ideal situation. But uh, Chance, I uh, all we can do is, is watch the game, cheer on the dogs. Where are you going to be watching from? I will probably be at home. Uh, we've got the – all the family will be in town, and um, so we're. That's probably what what's going to be happening, and uh, not not too much trying to trying to stay. There's no part of me that is going to Jacksonville this year. Yeah, I want nothing to yeah. do with that. Well, I'm going to be. Kidan and I are going to be up in the uh, in the mountains in the Highlands. We're going to be watching it from there instead of going to the uh, to Jekyll Island. We usually go to Jekyll or St. Simons and all that stuff, but uh, this is just a little bit different year. Uh, Chance, I'll, I'll say this. I just kind of circling back around. I'll uh, say the keys. My my biggest key to the game is time of possession, and you and I both hit on it multiple times. But just uh, being able to sustain those drives and just being able to convert on those those short third downs, third and three or less. Because I mean, if we can depend on a running game, that's a great thing. But I mean, if we if we go out there and try to open up the game, and, uh, like we did against Kentucky, and we where we what, what do we run like ten straight running plays before we even threw a pass or something like that? You're not going to be able to do that. But if we can if we can sustain those drives, be able to convert on those third downs. I mean, if we can get past two or three third downs on a drive and then have a scoring play. If hell, if we can have a ten minute drive like Kentucky did, that's pretty sweet. So I'll say my two keys to the game are time and possession, you know, possessing the football, sustaining the drives, and then also just putting Stetson in a situation to where the shortness and the short throw and all this stuff, like the the, the three step drop is not a factor. Like we gotta get him out in space 
in a, in his comfort zone and and make him be the freaking mailman. Okay? Stetson Bennett is no more. He's the mailman. <laughs> Only mailman. Um, well, since you went offense, I'm going defense. Uh, I really do think our front seven and how we play, A, talking about containing the run. Don't let the run be a factor. I don't think it will be. But really, we've got to keep Trask off of his game. We've got to we've got to get to him. Even if it's not – I mean, obviously we want some sacks. But if we can keep him under duress mm-hmm. and keep him from ever getting comfortable – because the boy's going to throw to pits. That's that's going to be that's going to be his game plan. That's going to be what he's going after. Um, if we can keep him from getting to getting to that that being that comfortable, I think we'll do well. And, and and we kind of talked about it, keeping everything in front of us. I mean, don't give up explosive plays to these guys. They're just that's what Florida's known for. That's what Florida is known to do to us. Is just have those big explosive plays. We just can't give that up. We just we if we can control that, I feel better about our chances. But we've really just got to we got to be all over Trask, yeah, and, and really not giving him any getting any opportunities. Harass him. Mm-hmm. Be mobile, agile, and hostile. Because guess what? They're Florida Gators, and we freaking hate them. They suck. God, they're the worst. Uh, Dan Mullen's the worst. He deserves nothing. And uh, man, I I really do think that there's a chance. We wake up, and it's similar to that 2012 game or that 20, uh, 2007 game that we talked about. So I'm excited to see how we respond in this game because if anybody's going to get them ready, it's uh, it, it's Kirby Smart. So, uh, Chance, I told you I had a very important announcement at the beginning of this whole thing. If you didn't know, if you're a sports better, you definitely know what this is. The Max starts tomorrow, baby. No, sorry, Wednesday. Maxion is back. The Mid-American Conference, we've got six games on Wednesday night. Six freaking games. I think we got Ohio. <laughs> Sorry. Let me see who all is playing. Wait. Oh, no. This is bad. I got to pull. I thought I had it open, and then now it's gone. Okay. Wait. Yes. Awesome. Western Michigan and Akron. Akron. Not Akron. <laughs> Eastern Michigan and Kent State, Ohio and Central Michigan. These are freaking barn burners, baby. Man, big time football. It's back. Slinging bets left and right. Just cannot believe it. Yeah, if you're just a degenerate, you know. Football's what, back, baby. You know what matching is. And you've been betting on Tuesdays and Wednesday nights during the late part of the season for the past several years. So just so you know, the matching's back, baby. Uh,. I love that we brought up the Mac before we brought up that the Pac-12 was starting. <laughs> They're probably better than the Pac-12. To so, be quite honest. Uh, I, I don't know who the – I mean, Toledo's a big-time team. Toledo, Miami of Ohio, Central Michigan. <laughs> this is It's just fun, man. I mean, if, if you're bored on a Wednesday night and and you're, you're, you've are you got a post-election blues or something like that, then uh, – just turn on turn on the ESPN. I'm sure they'll have maybe all those televised at once. It might like swap between the games because <laughs> they're all on at like six and seven o'clock. So I was about to say they're probably going to go well past midnight. So yeah, it's a uh, oh, it's awesome. a it's a hell of a time. I ain't gonna lie, man. A little Wednesday night football, you, you can't beat it. Uh, but yeah, chance. Oh yeah, but the Pac-12 comes back. Also, I sent out a text about this earlier, but 
Freaking USC and Arizona State are playing a game that's at 12 o'clock Eastern, a.k.a. 9 o'clock in, in Southern California. Is that not incredible? Literally, you're waking up and you're drinking breakfast beers, and then you're going to the football game. I mean, well, I guess is this more of a play of them trying to get into more of the East, make sure that the whole country sees their football game? Is that what they're going for here? You know, that's a good point. I don't, I don't know if it's more so that or they're just trying to fit so many games in in the day. But I think this is the only early game. But if you talk, if you told me I had to wake up, it probably they probably have to wake up at like four or five in the morning to go get ready. Probably four o'clock in the morning to go no, I'd be, I'd be get so on the bus. Do some stretching. I mean, my God. Anyway. Well, thank God we have nothing to do with Pac-12. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, also Jesus. thank thank God that we're on the Eastern Time Zone, so it's at noon for us, baby. <laughs> we can still, I think that will actually be a pretty fun game. But there's there's some big games this weekend. Top ten matchup for us, obviously, and then top ten matchup. Uh, Clemson plays Notre Dame, so uh, we got some uh, some fun games this weekend. We don't have the pick'em this year, the Ch- Chancey and Chi picks, but. Uh, Man, there's even a freaking Friday night. BYU plays Boise State. Man, that's a fun game. I watched that. Michigan plays yeah, BYU. Indiana. Creeped into the top ten. AP top ten. Solid football team. Zach Wilson. Have you watched any of their uh, their games? I don't really watch much BYU to be quite honest. I'm not saying I like watch a lot, but I've seen I've seen a little, <laughs> some clips and stuff. But <laughs> yeah, Zach, Zach Wilson. He's he's a solid quarterback. And the, there's some other uh, good games that week. And also, just want to say. Tennessee plays Arkansas at 7:30, and uh, looking forward to Sam Pittman uh, beating beating Pruitt uh, because big suey, uh, big suey. All right, brother. Uh, yeah, sorry for the derailment there here, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, is there any other uh, closing thoughts? Nope. Um, just uh, just start praying. I've already started, so just if if you haven't yet, just now the time is to, is to start. Um, if you're uh, we're like I said, we've got we're recording this before the election and, and all this kind of stuff. But just just remember, dogs play on Saturday, and everything will hopefully get. Hopefully that'll bring some kind of solace. But I'm, now I'm saying that I'm like that's just gonna send, that's just gonna send me into an emotional tailspin. Oh god. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, uh, just uh, I, I'm I'm done. <laughs> all right, brother. Well, I'll uh, I'll just say go dogs, and we'll we'll just wrap this thing up. Dogs on top. Oh.